Now on Racing Pulse, RSN's racing editor, Matt Stewart. Catherine Coleman, who's got a hell of a job as, as the co-trainer for one of the best stables in Australasia and also to be able to be used in a marketing sense is fantastic. For more news, opinion and selections, head to rsn.net.au. Uh, it's great to have your company on Racing Pulse. Back in the studio after a quick trip back out from Caulfield where it was such a wonderful morning out there. Maddie Stewart, plenty of news. And this is the time of rumour and innuendo in spring carnival. Uh, it happens every spring carnival. Yes, sorry. I oh, thought you were going to go are you on. Awake? With it. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, 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 absolutely. And I think we're referring to a kind of a uh, putting the horse cart before the horse tweet that appeared about confirmation that Gold Trip would run in the uh, in the Caulfield Cup. No decision's been made. As you spoke to Kieran Ma this morning, I see that there was a tweet put out suggesting that he was definitely locked in with Hugh Bowman on that has since been removed. Um, but at the moment, as we know, as you know, having spoken to Kieran at Trackwork this morning, it's still up in the air, but a decision is imminent, Re Gold Trip. Well, Jamie Lovett is the owner, so after there's been a lot of controversy and there's been a, a, a lot of uh, rumour and innuendo that a decision has been made, we want to confirm one once and for all, that there is no decision, as far as we are aware. Jamie Lovett, managing part owner with Australian Bloodstock, joins us. Jamie, has there been a decision in the last half hour, or are we still all waiting re-gold trip in the Caulfield Cup? Yeah, morning, guys. Yeah, not to my knowledge. I haven't spoke to David or Kieran for a few days, so I, uh, we're obviously up here in Newcastle, a long way out of Melbourne, so I, uh, it's all news to me, so... Well, I know it's the horse gallop ball this morning, so wherever we go, we're on track. Heard Sonny Roth with Michael this morning saying if it was up to him, he probably would go to the Caulfield Cup. If you, um, obviously it's a stable decision and, and so on, but what, what would your inclination be? Would you like to run in the Caulfield Cup or would you be happy to hold off for the Cox Plate? Oh, look, like all these decisions, um, oh, I just think it's best to leave it to David and Kieran. I mean, I, I can see an argument both ways. Yeah. You know, Having been down that road before where you target a, a big race and something goes wrong when you've got a, a horse that's obviously in very good order and um, top of the markets in a Caulfield Cup, it'd be hard, it's hard to resist. So, and I think that's probably what the guys are deciding at the moment. Um, yeah, the Cops plate's obviously there, but he showed last year that he's the sort of horse that if he, um, when he's in good form, he, he, he certainly got the constitution where he could back up and run in both. So um, I can see why the guys are deliberating and, I mean... Sounds like Kieran's having a bit of fun with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you like to see him run in all three again this year? Oh, look, again, if the guys are there with the horse every day, you know, so if they feel that the horse, it's hard to resist. I mean, it's, I think um, you've got $18 million worth of prize money, you know, we buy them to be racehorses, and if there's no reason for them not to run, it's very hard to resist. All that being said, I mean, the horse's welfare's got to come first, and Ultimately, um, those guys won't run them if they're not happy. But last year was a prime example. And, I mean, to be fair to Kieran at the moment, I know last year, even the Melbourne Cup, we didn't really make that call. Um, still sort of Saturday afternoon, Derby Day, before we actually pulled the trigger. So, you know, it's it's not a case of... It's not, it's not as easy as it sounds, just saying they're, they're running in all three. There's lots to play out between now and then. And I guess they've got to see how he recovers from today's gallop too. I mean, I don't Gee, think he would make any. There. Yeah. And uh, Jamie, I, I, have you checked with the handicapper? I'm not sure. Is he is he at such a high weight in both cups that even if he wins the Caulfield Cup, he probably won't get a penalty for the Melbourne Cup? Is that the understanding? 
Oh, look, I think that's speculative as well. Um, it'd be a lovely problem to have, you know. I mean, I said to one of the other guys yesterday, if, if that's if that's the biggest problem we've got this spring as to whether he gets a penalty after winning a $5 million race, I'd take that today. So um, I think it's just, it's all relative to how they how they win. And uh, yeah, look, if we were fortunate enough that he did win, then it would depend on how far. I mean, he's, he's certainly weighted up to his best now. So I'd, I'd be shocked if a penalty um, was, yeah, I mean, you look at history, um, it's, it's going to be hard for him to win a Melbourne Cup as it is. So, um, but again, look, it's all speculative at the moment. How heavily in your mind does it weigh that uh, winning a Cox Plate would give him a, a lovely value at stud, whereas the other races may not have the same impact? Oh, probably not at all, to be fair. I mean, I think you just got to play the cards that are in front of you at the moment, and that's what the guys are doing. I mean, it's obviously, yeah, it's, we all know that it's very hard to, to stick into staying type of horse. Um, here in Australia, and it's even getting hard in in the Northern Hemisphere. So, looking and again touching on the prize money this horse has got um, in front of him, from a commercial point of view, if he were to run, you know, race on for another twelve months, the form he's in, um, if we were able to hold that form, I think commercially that would be smarter than trying to stand a horse. Um, so, yeah, Matt, to answer your question, it's probably not something mm-hmm. that. I would put a lot of emphasis in. I think we'd better just play the card that we're um, laid out at the moment, and that's that's racing him. And, and obviously, Shane is a high-class horse, and you know there's there's races in the next, whether it's Saturday or the one after. The, the money that he can win there is probably more than he could um, stand at stud for. Uh, one horse that I spoke to Mick Price about this morning out of Caulfield track work that he's pretty excited about is another international who's on the plane ready to arrive tonight, this French mare called uh, La Stoshka. Um Tell us about her, her. Yeah, look, I'm really looking forward to getting her down here. She comes out of some lovely races in France and she's a fairly... Um, she's quite exposed and the form was franked again the other Saturday night over there at Longchamp where the... Uh, one of the mares that she beat come out and was placed in a group one. So um, since the purchase of the mare, everything's gone to plan. Um, the reports out of her, her last like, good piece of work at Shantee, she worked very well. Uh, they haven't done a lot with her at Newmarket, so she's obviously just sort of been ticking over, but she's sort of ate up. And all the things you want to hear, um, she's done well. So she'll arrive at Werribee in the next 24 hours and, uh, she'll go straight into the Melbourne Cup, which is exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, but especially Price Kent, this isn't a regular thing for them to have a swoop in sort of uh, Cup uh, aspirant. So it's uh, it's a nice little story there, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we've raced quite a few of those guys, and I, I enjoy their enjoy their company, and I, and and they're very uh, obviously high credential trainers. But I'm excited by this. I know. Uh, Michael Kent Jr. in particular spent quite a bit of time over there working in, in the Northern Hemisphere, so he certainly embraced it, and um, I can tell in his voice that he's yeah it's, he's up for the challenge, and look, it's, it's very hard, and it's getting harder as we know, but um, travelling a horse and landing and running straight off the plane, but uh, look, I think she profiles like, she'll run the trip, um, I've got no doubt she'll run the trip, she's got a very light weight, and uh, yeah, look, I think she's probably the, she's certainly the uh, form-wise, she's the X factor because as to where she fits in, she's hard to line up. But historically, those mares and oh, well, any of those internationals, whether they're mares or cultural geldings, if they if they land here in, in a good 
um, good space and, and the, you know they're going to run the trip and they're well in at the handicaps, they generally run you a good race. Just on that, she's got 51 kilos. Uh, Mick Price said no jockey locked in. Who's in the mix for her in the Melbourne Cup? Oh, anyone that can ride the weight, I would suggest. It's, it's getting hard down. When you're right down you know, the limit or thereabouts, you, you sort of haven't got that many options. So I've sort of left that. Michael Kent Jr. has been talking to a few of the pilots. Like most years, Michael, they sort of, most of the jocks don't make a call till after the Caulfield Cup. So I'd suggest we'd like to try and lock in a jockey Saturday night if we could. Uh, Jamie, appreciate your time as always, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, find out later today what that final decision is, Regold Trip. Yeah, good on you. Thanks, guys. Jamie, love it. So there you go, just confirming no decision has been made. It is still up in the air. I, I, I'd, I'd Sounds imagine, like he's probably going to run. I'll imagine... Do you know what? This morning I thought he was a certainty to run, and then out there having a chat to Kieran Murray, and he said, gee, he worked so sharp this mm. morning. Maybe mm. he worked... Like a cox plate horse, but I still think there's an option that they could run in all three. Gee, uh, it takes a bit of sting out of their step if they go Caulfield Cup cox plate. It's real northerly, I know, but uh, there's Fra- a horse called Gold Trip who did it last year. Yeah, but he didn't win last year. He ran year, the- second, beaten the head mm. in the Caulfield Cup. But he, he was unlucky yeah. in the cox plate, and then he won a Melbourne Cup. Yeah, but this is another year later, um, and he's arguably he's got going more, better. Got, got more weight in the Caulfield Cup. It's not exactly the same scenario, is it? So, hey, just on that. There was a good bit of banter out at track work this morning because the other piece of the puzzle uh, for Gold Trip is who's going to ride if he does run. So Mark Zara rode Gold Trip out there this morning. He can't ride uh, Gold Trip in the Caulfield Cup if he runs there. And Ben Mellon, his good mate, was standing very close to Mark Zara. Here's what they had to say this morning. Mark Zara this morning's done a nice piece of work on Gold Trip in the lead-up to what could be a Caulfield Cup start or maybe into the Cox Plate. How did he feel, Mark? Yeah, he's going well. Um, he's, he's actually worked very sharp this morning. Um, so, uh, yeah, as the prep's gone on, he's actually gotten more sharper. He seems to be a horse that improves with racing, as we saw last spring carnival. Yeah, he just needs that bit of stimulation. I think going to the races and coming out here for these course proper gallops um, seems to turn him on. Uh, are you still fighting the fight for them not to run in the Caulfield Cup? Uh, I think with Kieran, it's like uh, it's like he misses. The more you push one way, he goes the other. So you're better off just saying nothing. <laughs> I'll bring Ben Mellum into the conversation now because he seems to be hanging around you uh, in case Gold Trip does run in a Caulfield Cup. Uh, have you put your hand up for a ride if he does? Yeah, I'm right there in the mix, according to Kieran. So I'm not sure what all this all this talk about Bowman is, but uh, I think he's he's fake confirmed himself by the sounds of it. <laughs> well, you've got too far to travel. You're right here now. Oh, oh, oh. A couple of flighty horses out here. You moved quick there, Ben. Uh, that was good. Uh, yeah, so I may be on a uh, Caulfield Cup favourite, so uh, I can't be getting bowled over in the in the pre-parade ring. Uh, well done on the weekend too with Griff, mate. That was uh, outstanding. Um, uh, the way you were able to win that race, um, and I suppose it was good timing for you to remind everyone that you're one of the top jockeys here. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right, Mark Zara refused that ride, didn't he? Yeah, well, I'm happy with his with his cast-offs at the minute, but um, yeah, no, it was it was great to great to be back in their Group One winner's circle and a, a significant one and um, great win by the horse and hopefully we've got a few more to come still this spring. And uh, there's been a lot of discussion about the suspension. When will you actually go uh, and speak to the stewards? When's your appeal? Uh, the appeal's today, and I'm pretty confident I, I should uh, win, win that on appeal. All right, mate. Well, good luck, uh, especially with the countdown to maybe a ride on one of the favourites in the Caulfield Cup. Thanks, mate. Ben Mellum joining us there. 
likable and cheeky Mellum, isn't he? He's uh, he's always had that. Uh, yeah, as Rob Montgomery confirmed to me today that he's off to the Mellum appeal uh, in the CBD. Just in mention of the the French import for the Melbourne Cup of. Uh, Aussie Bloodstock and Price Kent. Uh, Dean Yendall's a jockey who probably would ride 51 kilos, our little potty-mouthed friend. Uh, he made some uh, off comments after his second winner at Swan Hill yesterday. Uh, he's put out a, a, a bloody long apology on Instagram, Dean Yendall, and uh, he's been whacked 400 bucks by the stewards for those comments. Uh, he's his own worst enemy, Dean. Everyone loves him. He's a he's a character, but sometimes he needs to think before he speaks in these post race interviews. It's not the first time he's said something which is a little cringeworthy yeah. post race. Kieran Mars just texted me confirming no confirmation. So we will see. I, just I, on on Ben Mellum too. He's very confident he's going to get off this appeal. Uh, there's been vision of that. Photographer, so we've unearthed the grassy knoll uh, book depository photo. There is there is vision of the photographer standing on the inside of the track on a ladder, but it is about twenty meters behind. So it's interesting the argument to be made that it was out of Ben's control because there was another object or a person there that has made the horse shy. I wonder how the stewards will read that. I wonder whether we'll call Linda Meach as a witness, because when we spoke to Ben on Sunday brunch, he said, well, hey, Linda Meach said the same thing earlier on in the day. So if Linda Meach comes out and says, yep, the same thing happened to me, it's always a bit of an early crow touch wood scenario when a jockey says, yeah, I'm really confident with this appeal, but uh, (laughs) um, it's, it's a good, interesting set of circumstances. There's no doubt about that. Um, just before I go on, anything else? Catch what was the, the wow factor this morning, if anything? Oh, Sulcum uh, worked brilliantly. Sulcum and Gold Trip were the two standouts from the Caulfield Cup point of view, the way they worked. And, and Steve Arnold, RSN's own Steve Arnold, he's a, a pretty mild-mannered type of guy and he's just bubbling and oozing confidence because he rode Sulcum mm. this morning just the way he's feeling. Uh so, look, I, I think he's going to be extremely hard to beat. I personally would love to see Gold Trip in the race because I want to see it as strong a race as possible. And I, I think he can back up in a in a Cox Plate. The other Cox Plate news that Chris Waller told us was that Kovalika, they've decided to go to the Golden Eagle instead of go to the Cox Plate. Obviously, Fangirl is now Cox Plate bound uh, to be ridden by Nashra Willer. We'll have uh, a chat with Nash a little later in the program today. And I thought the grab that Chris Waller said, which was really um, important and poignant is the fact that he said she is going so well that they have to give her a chance at winning the Cox Plate because it is the ultimate race. If you win the Cox Plate, you're pretty much guaranteed Horse of the Year honours, which he said she deserves to have her shot at the title. Yeah, why not? That's what... uh that's the value of the Cox Plate. You can't put a money figure necessarily on the worth of, of winning a Cox Plate. Speaking of which, I heard Andrew uh, talking to Simon Miller this morning and I had an earlier text conversation. The bloods are fine. Wait and see how she goes the next few days. So she's, What do you think they'll do? Oh, doesn't matter now. Look, well, I would be surprised if they go on, to be honest. So... She's sort of fallen off the off the import, horse of importance list. It's funny how it happens in the spring, isn't it? It happens very quickly, you know? There's a few SMSs here. Uh, this one I like. Um, 
uh, on Amelia's jewel. Uh, Gold Trip is now the look at me horse of the spring uh, instead of uh, instead of Amelia's jewel because we get a lot of uh, feedback, uh, positive and negative, from the listeners saying you spend too much time talking about Amelia's jewel. Now she's gone. You're spending too much time talking about Gold Trip. But it's the nature of the beast. It's a rapidly moving feast, isn't it? You know, your focus turns from one to the other very quickly because so much can happen and there's always attrition and so on. Uh, so with Amelia's, who knows, my gut feeling is, knowing Simon a bit, I'd, I'd be surprised if he pushed on. Military mission, uh, got a little half a kilo re-handicap, 33rd in the order for the Melbourne Cup. The big story about that, Waterhouse Bot uh, have... Uh, how many have they got? In the top? Six in the top 35 in the elimination order for the Melbourne Cup. Goldman, Knight's Order, Who You Mail, Just Fine, Serpentine and Military Mission. Uh, it just continues this amazing story of Waterhouse Bot who continue to lead Chris Waller in the Sydney Premiership. How long that continues uh, remains to be seen. Um, it's interesting you're going to have a chat to Ollie today. Ollie's, everything's everything's coming up Ollie at the moment. Uh uh, he's got Jewess in the Caulfield, in the Cox Plate, the inevitable. He's replacing David Perez in the Champions Mile. And news just through from Wade Burridge that Ollie will ride Moravia in the Coolmore, and that's a good ride. Moravia's been hanging on the fringe of all the... and luckless, so that's a great get for Ollie. I'm looking forward to him talking about that. Just a few summaries of, of some of the earlier news today. Zach Lloyd, militarised Cox Plate, Nash Fangirl, Blake Shin, as suggested yesterday, yesterday Victoria Road. So there's no Ryan um, Moore there. Damien Lane Zaki. What's going on? The goat's just walked in. Um, she light. I had a chat to Kenny Cal- um Not Kelly Callender. Kenny Keys. <laughs> Kenny Callender. I had a chat to Kenny Callender about Kenny Keys' <laughs> horse today, funny enough. She light. Um, he said Malum just outrode them all in the Guineas. It'd be interesting to get uh, Ollie's take on how the Guineas played out and whether it was just one of those weird races. Vars or Carbine Club for him. Uh, this champions meeting at Ascot in the UK over the weekend has been uh, beset by terrible rain. They're going to run a couple of the big races on the inside track. Um, so it's really going to upset horses like Inspiral, who you remember is one of the big name horses, Mushtadaf, and so on. Continuous, the, the race of the, of the year is going to be the Japan Cup. Uh, Jupiter Island, uh, Equinox, and now Continuous is going over there, the English St. Ledger winner. I'll do a cross for you from there. Yeah, very good. <laughs> and you know that horse we were talking about yesterday whose name I forgot? City of Troy. Time Form's given him 125 uh, rating for his win in the um What did Frankel get Dewhurst? in the Dewhurst? <laughs> good question. The, the, the story, I re- this is the highest in a decade, and the only one higher was Frankel. So I imagine Frankel ran about a 127 or something like that, but we can I can look it up. Um, Hello, hey, Damien. I was going to say, <laughs> welcome in the goat. We'll take a quick break. Why don't you stay with us? Because yep. there's so much that I want to talk to Ollie about, uh, all these good rides, and uh, also Frankie's um, backflip yeah, on the retirement. He, yeah, I can see he's he giving said Ollie he's got some a, ideas. He's got a big announcement to make, Ollie. No, well, Ollie was <laughs> going to join Easton and the clubhouse burnt down, so now he's going to delay his <laughs> retirement. <laughs> don't talk about that. We'll take a quick break. The goat joins Matty after this.